What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gambling Couch Podcast. We are on episode 10 now. This is coming out on Friday, June 10th. We have game four of the NBA Finals tonight, as well as a bunch of MLB. So we're going to cover all of that for you guys. Uh, it's just going to be me tonight. All the boys are busy. Uh, a lot of shit going on. Summertime. Everyone's everyone's happy. Weather's great. Work, uh, friends, family. Everyone's everyone's got shit going on. So uh, they can't make it tonight. But it's just going to be me giving out some uh, some hopeful locks for you guys. So, you know, first off, we're going to recap game three, uh, which happened last night at the time of this recording. It's Thursday. So game three went incredibly for for me and the Celtics uh, I went three and one in the game I had Curry under five and a half rebounds Tatum over 39 PRAs and then the over but then I also had Looney to get over seven and a half points by game time that line actually got down to six and a half points because I think Rob Will's uh, projected minutes was a lot higher than expected after you know getting kind of rolled up on game two and people didn't know how much he was going to play Robo came out and had a fucking amazing game and a huge impact on the game uh, as he always does when he's healthy and when he's playing. So Looney only got to six. So that one didn't hit. So we went three and one overall on the day. We went five, two and one. We had the Yankees twins under nine is what I got it at, which ended up pushing. It started at eight, got to nine. Nestor Cortez got absolutely shelled, which I did not expect to happen. And then the Mets, sorry, we went five, three and one. No, five. Uh, no, I was right. Five, five, two and one. Sorry. <clears throat> we had the Mets as well, who got absolutely slammed. Mets are banged up pretty bad right now. Pitching's not getting the job done. The fucking Padres gave us a shit, uh, gave us the works in this series. So the Mets didn't get it done. Looney, Looney couldn't take care of business. And then we had the push in the Yankees twins under nine. The game ended eight one. Uh, at the time of recording, it's eight oh six on Thursday. And I'm just, you know, flipping through and I just saw that Garrett Cole gave up three straight home runs to stop to, <laughs> three straight solo home runs to start the game uh, in the bottom of the first against the twins. So he's a fucking piece of shit. I put him in, put him in a parlay with the Braves money line. That's fucking gone now because he can't fucking pitch, uh, which absolutely sucks. But nevertheless, we're going to move on uh, to game four. We're going to start uh, talking about the spread here. The spread for game four opened at three and a half and is currently at four uh, in favor of the Celtics. Realistically guys, I mean, it's been the story of the playoffs for the seas. They have, you know, they play great once every two games, right? They just have a great game and then they come out and just put up a fucking donut and put up an egg and and don't really show up. So I would probably lean the Warriors here. Uh, I know I said that last time and I thought the game was going to be close and it was for the majority of it until Celtics went on that run towards the end, uh, towards the end there. But I still like the Warriors with the points. Um, I think the Celtics come out and and have a good start. But I think the Warriors evidently are too much because I think they don't I, don't. I don't think the Warriors can afford to go down 3-1 in this series. And I was talking with somebody today, and even if the series is 3-1 Celtics, it is not even close to over, right? The Warriors still have two home games and are still uh, and that's the best player, I think, on the planet right now in Steph Curry. Uh, no one's playing better than he is. He is just unbelievable. Every shot he puts up, everyone thinks is going in. I think is going in. Uh, and most have. So with that being said, I would probably take the points here. I think the Celtics have a letdown game. Um, I know they played really well. Uh, and it was just a third quarter. Again, that hurt us. That really, you know, kept the Warriors in the game. But I think the Warriors come out and put up a good performance and evidently get the win as well. So if you want to sprinkle a little on the money line, it's a plus 142 right now. So anytime you kind of take a dog, sprinkling on the money line is never a bad idea, especially when it's, you know, plus 142. So you know, the total's 214, started the 215. The total smacked last game. 
uh, smacked by a lot. I got the total. I think this total opened at 212 and a half. Even went down to 212, I saw, and then shot up to 214 by game time. I think 214 is the right uh, total for this game and for the series. It just hovered around 214, 215, because I feel like the games either go crazy over or crazy under. And I could see this being one of the games where it goes crazy under because I don't know if the Celtics are going to put up as strong of an offensive performance as they did last game, uh, specifically in the first half. The Celtics had a huge first half. The other night they put up 70, or I think they finished with 68, but pretty damn close. So I don't think they come out as strong. Uh, I think the Warriors come out looking to looking to really win this game because they really need to. I don't think they can afford to go down 3-1, but like I said, I still don't think it's over if they go down 3-1, but they put themselves in a really big hole to climb out of. Uh, two of the three games would be in Golden State, which obviously benefits them greatly. But I just don't know that the Warriors want even to to risk that. And, you know, everyone would be talking about, oh, it's the Warriors time to come back from a 3-1 deficit. And obviously I could see that happening because you can never count this Warriors team up because of how explosive they are. But I just think the Warriors get it done in Boston. Um, I will say a key a key for, for uh, I, I think the key in this game for the Warriors is going to be the play of Draymond. Um, and I know, obviously, as if you're a Celtics fan right now listening to this, you want to fucking rip his head off. The guy's a complete piece of shit. He doesn't really play basketball. Um, I think he used to. He used to. I believe that he used to play the game the right way when it comes to, you know, getting in guys heads, playing physical. But, you know, the shit that he's doing in this final series isn't basketball. And I think he's getting so frustrated that, A, they're down 2-1. And B, the fact that he's not playing well, he's, his stat lines have been fucking horrendous. Uh, the other day, or sorry, yesterday, his stat line was <laughs> 35 minutes, two points, four rebounds, three assists on one of four shooting and one block, two turnovers and fouled out with a minus 13 plus minus. That is abysmal, right? And he's not even helping them. He's just straight hurting them. Usually he can have these, these games where he puts up eight, you know, eight, five and six or eight, six and seven. And he's helping them. He's, he's hurting the Warriors right now. I think he needs to calm down a little bit, get a little more level headed, um, and do the things that he does best, which is, you know, really move the ball and screen for the Warriors and, and be a playmaker, which he just really hasn't been. So I think Draymond needs to calm down a little bit in order for the Warriors to have a good game. And I do believe he will. Um, it's just a matter of whether the Celtics can, can put up a good offensive performance because I think their defense is going to be the same. I think their defense has been pretty consistent throughout these playoffs. It's just whether our offense wants to show up that has really determined whether we win or lose games, which kind of is unfortunate relying on an offense, but you know, at least our defense has been solid, so we've been able to back, uh, bank on that. Um, when we come back, I'm just going to take a look at some props real quick. I got some ones that I already like, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till I have my full prop card to drop a play for you guys or drop the plays for you guys. It's going to be a shorter podcast. It's just going to be a little quick run through of game four. Uh, quick listen for you guys to lock in the plays for the N- uh, NBA and then MLB as well will be coming later. And then, yeah, so we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, sorry, Jesus, welcome back. Um, I think I forgot to mention this in the in the first segment when I was talking about the spread and the total. Uh, I don't have a play on the total, but if you are a neutral watching this game and betting on this game, which I believe most or some of you are, maybe half of you are and half of you are diehard Seas fans like myself, I would bet the Warriors here. I'm not going to because I'm not like I'm not going to do that in the finals. If it was a regular season game, maybe. But unfortunately, it's the finals. And although I do believe Warriors plus four and you know a little sprinkle on the Warriors money line is the play, I'm not going to take it because I'm not going to cheer against my team, especially when they have an opportunity to go 3-1 in these NBA finals. So moving on from that, 
I got some props for you guys. I have four props, three Celtics player props, and then a um, Warriors player prop as well. So let's get into the first one. I got Grant Williams PRAs over nine and a half uh, at minus 124. I believe that Grant is going to have a impact game. One of these finals games, I think he's going to have a big impact uh, eventually in these finals. And I think it comes uh, tomorrow night. I think he finally has a game where he hits you know, two or three threes and just kind of lights it up and then also just does the things, you know, away from the ball that he normally does that makes him so useful. Uh, last game, he had 10 and five. So he had 15. He had uh, he went four of seven from the field, one of four from three. He looks really strong driving to the paint. His he looks controlled and and um, obviously very composed at the rim. So I believe he's going to continue that. And if he can sprinkle in a few threes and, and you know, get his boards like he usually does, he's going to probably get to 10 points. Just, you know, he's going to hit that nine and a half PRA strictly off a of point. So Grant and a half, Grant Williams over nine and a half PRAs at minus one twenty four is the first play. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give out my favorite play my best bet after I give out my four props. So make sure to, to stay tuned for that. And if you want to bet any of them, just bet the best bet because I feel like this one is an absolute lock. Derek white under one and a half threes at even odds. I think that Derek white, has been shooting a little above his capability. I think everyone is, has really felt that way throughout these playoffs. Uh, last game, he uh, he didn't shoot great from three. He went 0 for 3, obviously, so that's definitely not good. Uh, I don't think he's, he's two threes a game type of guy. And the fact that we're getting even odds on him hitting under one and a half threes is, is pretty damn good. I, I think he will hit one because he didn't hit any last game and, you know, shooters are obviously streaky and he's not really a shooter, but he has been these playoffs. So I think that he's not going to hit two or threes. I think he's going to hit one. I think he's going to take probably three or four again. And I don't think he's going to go 50% from three. That's a little ridiculous for Derek white. So we're going to take Derek white under one and a half threes. We're getting it at even odds. And, and for Derek white to get under one and a half threes at even odds for a non-shooter is pretty, is a pretty good bet. I think they might be trying to bait people into taking the over here because uh, you're getting the minus money and people are going to say, oh, wow, that's minus money for a reason. I'm going to take that. But realistically, I think Derek White isn't two threes a game type of guy. He's not going to shoot 50%. He's not going to. It's also not the guy that's like, sorry, going to take six or seven threes in a game. So I believe he's going to take probably four and he's not going to hit two. He's not going to shoot 50% from three because he's just straight up not that guy. Next bet. Rob Williams over six and a half boards at minus 113. I think Rob will absolutely scrapes. I think he's obviously probably, I said this last night to my one of my buddies, the most important player on the Celtics team. That's not obviously, you know, a superstar or a score. His presence on the court is, is, you know, like just absolutely insane. It is so insurmountably large. I don't even know if that's the correct terminology or if that's the correct word, but it's just his impact is huge. Um, not even when he's obviously he blocks shots and he does it very well, but just his presence in the paint is unmatched uh, among any of the Celtics players. He just is a presence that like people really get scared when they see him in the paint because you have to shoot over him and shooting over him is not an easy task. Every time someone tries to uh, co-host of the Lovecast Jordan Dyer text in our chat, don't shoot over Rob Will. It's a bad idea. And it is because if he doesn't block it, he's going up probably 11 and a half feet to contest it. Um, a guy at his size should not be that athletic. That doesn't make any fucking physical sense. Uh, he had 10 boards last game, which is obviously a little high. He had eight board, um, eight points, 10 boards, and then four fucking blocks and three steals. So this guy was everywhere. I expect him to be 
everywhere tomorrow night as well. Like I said, the Celtics defense has been pretty consistent, and I think that we'll uh, we'll keep we'll continue in Game Four. It's whether the offense shows up is a different question, but I do think the defense has been consistent and continued to, and will continue to be consistent throughout these throughout this rest of the series. So, Raw will over six and a half boards. I also just think he's good for seven. If he plays the full game, I think he gets a seven. Right? I mean, his minutes really uh, have increased in his duration that he can play has increased. I think he's either feeling a little better or realize that it's time to be to balls up and just in, you know, suck it up and play the whole distance and then get like eight knee reconstruction surgeries after the season that he's going to need. I know that's an exaggeration, but he's definitely going to need something. So Rob Williams over six and a half boards minus one thirteen. That is the third play for you guys. Final play is Jordan Poole under 17 and a half PRAs at minus one twenty. This is my lock. This is my play of the day, play of the game. I absolutely love this play, and I'm not going to give it out on the TikTok. I'm only going to give it out here on the pod. So we're going to have a play of the day on the pod and a play of the day on the TikTok as well. I'm going to go pool under 17 and a half PRAs, man. I, I love this play. I'm really not that high on pool. He's so streaky, and he's so um, he's so wildly like not in control a lot of the times. He can either hit a couple of threes and look great, or he can have three turnovers and three straight possessions. So I'm not that high on pool just simply because of the fact that he's extremely volatile. He can look like the next step, the next minute, and then just look disgusting the next. He also has been playing a ton in these finals. And when he has, he hasn't been putting up great numbers. His minutes haven't been amazing uh, except for game two when he absolutely killed us. I, and, you know, game one, he was, he didn't play well at all. Last night, he didn't play amazing. He had 10, 3, and 3, so he got to 16 PRAs. Four of eight shooting, one of four from three, one of two from the line, and three turnovers, then a minus six plus minus. So I'm really not that high on Jordan Poole. He did play 24 minutes, but he just doesn't seem like he's ready for this moment yet. It doesn't seem like he's his game is solid enough to be able to put in a significant or make a significant impact on a finals team uh, in the finals. So I, I just really think that he doesn't get to 17 and a half PRAs. It's a lot. And I also could just see him getting, uh, not playing as many minutes. I could see him turning the ball over a couple of times, missing a couple of shots, making a couple of dumb decisions and incur yanking his ass for, for Gary Payton. So I'm going Jordan Poole under 17 and a half PRAs as the lock of uh, lock of the day in this game. So we have Grant Williams PRAs over nine and a half. Minus 124, Derek White under one and a half threes at even odds. Rob Will over six and a half boards, minus 113. And then Poole under 17 and a half PRAs at the lock of the day at minus 120. When we come back, I'm going to run through my MLB plays for tomorrow. And then I'm going to wrap it up. Like I said, just a nice little quick listen for you guys. Uh, Make sure you write down the plays, write down my card. And uh, yeah, please tell because we've been we've been hot. We went five, two, and one last pod. We went, I believe, uh, we, how did we do last pod? We did very, very well last pod. Uh, or not last pod, the pod before. We had the C's. We had the over. Um, so we've been doing pretty good. So make sure to keep tailing the picks. Uh, don't fade them uh, unless you're a fucking idiot because that would be just just not smart. So make sure to tail us, tail me, tail us when when the boys come back and they aren't busy with uh, with life. So, yeah, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back to give out some MLB plays for you guys. I only have two right now that are on the board that I'm liking. Uh, at this at the time of recording, all of the odds aren't out yet. 
We're still missing odds for a couple of games like the Mets, Angels, Red Sox, Mariners, and then Dodgers, Giants as well. Although Bueller starting for the Dodgers against the Giants tomorrow. So we, we I'm waiting to see what that is. And then also the Mets game, McGill starting. And I know they're pretty banged up and the bats aren't great because of, of the injuries, but I would like to see what this line is. And if it's something reasonable, I would, I would most likely take the Mets against a fucking really, really struggling angel squad. So nevertheless, I'm not going to talk about that. We're just going to say, I'm just going to leave you guys with this. If you want to see if I have any other plays for tomorrow, uh, a little, some late ads that always happens. The late ads um, will be posted on my Twitter. So gambling couch on Twitter, just at gambling couch. We couldn't do the gambling couch because the username was too long. So at gambling couch on Twitter, I post the link to the podcast there. I post some plays there. I post, you know, Celtics posts. I have all, everything is on the Twitter. So make sure to go follow that. Getting into the plays now for the MLB slate tomorrow. The first bet we're going to take is over five in the Jays Tigers. Simply for the fact that the re, um, Sorry, that uh, my old friend or the Red Sox old friend, uh, Eddie Rodriguez is starting the bump. He's 0-1 with a 10-1-3 ERA. I know he's obviously not that bad. He he pitched pretty well for the Sox, but it's it's the fact that, you know, Rodriguez is pitching and he's he's not he hasn't been great this year. And then Barrios is pitching for the Blue Jays. He's four and two of the five two four. I don't trust either of these pitchers and I trust pretty. I I trust the Jays bats more than I trust the Tigers, obviously, but. I do expect there to be a lot of runs in this game because both pitchers are not great. They're pretty mid. Um, and if not, you know, borderline kind of, kind of crappy. So I expect there to be a lot of runs in this game. Two teams that really don't put up an insane amount of runs. That's probably why the total is at eight and a half. I just like a lot of runs in this game. I just think both pitchers are not great. And I think that both bats uh, can get to nine t- combined runs next play in the final play is Rays minus 115 against the Twins. Uh, Rasmussen's on the bump, 5-2 and two with a 302. Uh, Smeltzer is on the bump for the Twins, 2-0 with a 193. Twins are playing uh, pretty good baseball right now, but I, it, for me, it's really hard to bet against Rasmussen, and I think I bet on him last time, and he didn't make me any money. I think he actually lost me money because he put up a put up a stinker, but the I think he's going to have a bounce back, uh, bounce back starting, bounce, bounce back start bounce back outing. I think that he takes care of business against the twins tomorrow night. So raise minus 115 is the final play. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. We have a bunch of plays in the NBA, which I can't wait for this game for is going to be fucking electric Friday night, prime time, a little late for on the East coast, nine o'clock, but we got a couple MLB plays too. So hopefully this card will absolutely smack please tail because it's going to be electric. We're going to drop one of the MLB plays on the TikToks. So make sure to go follow that. And of course, any late ads, make sure to go follow the Twitter. I post the link to the podcast there. I post uh, all my late plays, all my late ads, Celtics tweets, all that good shit. So make sure to go follow that. And as always, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, have a good day, guys.